diverse poetry scene. Poets using their voices to entertain, to move, to take you on a journey. Connecting you to grassroots poetry and performance. Welcome to the Spoken Word Show on 3CR Community Radio. My name is Waffle Iango. 3CR broadcasts from Wurundjeri land in the Kulin Nation, Stolen Land. We pay our respects to elders past and present. This always was and always will be Aboriginal land. On today's program, we talk to four fantastic artists from the spoken word community in Melbourne who are going to be presenting their shows at the Melbourne Fringe this year. Uh, we have Fleecy Malay. Hi. Katie Lona. Hello. Farah Baini. <laughs> Hello. And Amanda Santuccioni. G'day. <laughs> um, so welcome. I think we're going to start with Fleecy Malay. Uh, Fleecy, please tell us something about your show. Uh, my show is called Fierce Gentle and it is an exploration of belonging and queerness and identity and gender and survival. But it's kind of a bit funny and also a bit heartbreaking at the same time. And quite sensual as well. I kind of want to leave people wet at both ends. That's my plan. <laughs> Fierce, Gold. gentle. Yeah. <laughs> I think you have a piece that um, you were going to perform today from the show. Yeah, I am, yeah. My gender is... Wondering what to do. It just woke up. Scruffy head and puffy face is pacing the length of my apartment back and forth. Back and forth. Back and forth. Back and forth. Back and... What? No, of course. I know what my gender is. <laughs> it's... Wednesday mornings packing my kid off to school. It's rushed and unprepared. It's barely wearing underwear. It's phone in one hand, coffee in the other. My gender is forgetting my keys, but only realising once I get to the car. It's walking that same hallway over and over and over and over again to find myself in the same place, yet somehow still always arriving late. Back and forth. Back and forth, back and forth. My gender is waiting for Godot. It's the backstage and the fourth wall colliding. My gender is colliding, running into itself over and over and over again. Wait, wait, wait. Okay, so today, today my gender is f- <clears throat> f- fine, actually. Thanks. How about you? Except I turned up to the mirror and I found myself alone again. Rain. My gender is rain rolling down the window, chasing itself to nowhere, merging itself with itself over and over again. Tidal, it is, tidal is dolphins swimming upstream, surviving in curious condition, a curious condition. At least I know what I'm not. I'm not a mmm, 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 
matchstick, though I do burn myself to the ground all too often. Burn fingers that try and get too close, always wet at inappropriate moments. My gender is moist, mostly, except when it's dry. Stubble, torn thighs. My gender is thigh-high stilettos, but I can only really feel comfortable in kicks. Kicking puddles, my gender is a splash mat, and I, well, I am the mess. Today I am wonderful, I guess. I mean, I do love my breasts. And yet, there is that pause between breaths. The space under the stairs. The way a rainbow is both water and air dancing with light. The way a rainbow isn't actually seven colours. In fact, it's mostly blurred lines. And then there are the edges that you can't see. And I'm always concerned that I am the edges that no one sees. My gender is tidal. It is freshwater mouths meeting salty bodies. It's salty, this body. 75% water, no wonder I'm fucking fluid. My gender comes up to me, meets me in the mirror, places one hand on each of my shoulders, leans in and whispers, so, who do you want to be today? That yeah. was wonderful. Thank, Thank you, Fleecy. Such a good representation of your show, I think. Thank you. I think the only bit that's really missing is that we have live music in the space. There's mm-hmm. going to be a double bass, clarinet and guitar, and it's just like this beautiful, sensual movement of sound and poetry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll throw this to Katie. Yes, um, I just want to um, know how much of your work is from true life experiences and how much he's kind of like improvised truth or fantasy um, if you're thinking about all the poems in your show? Ah, great question. Uh, I think the whole show is built on lived experience, on my lived experience as a queer person, as a mother, as a survivor. But it's also I try and write some of the pieces to be a bit more open language. So it's not just I went through this and I went through that. It's more talking about the overarching shared experiences. And some of them are like very directly talking to people, especially the more sensual mm. ones. And I like to say those ones, I like to talk them to the audience as if they're the person it's about. So they mm. feel a bit special. Too. Yeah. <laughs> that's wonderful. Um, really, that's a great uh, introduction for Katie Lona, who's about to talk about her show. Hello. Hi, tell us about your show. Radio World. Hello, yeah, um, my show's called The Hungry Poet. A food fiend trying to find sustenance and love in a world where sometimes she's just stuck in her kitchen. So um, when I ask you about improvised truth and reality, my um, I'm interested in that because my character you know, starts from a place of imagination and goes into the real world and then ends up back into imagination. So it's like layers of um, crystal balling into the future and what could happen. And I like bending the, the lines. But, yeah, my kind of stuff is from reality and real life, like about um, my family or really um, interesting, maybe even moist dates I've been on mm-hmm. because we're using Felicity's word there. Yeah, but, yeah, people are welcomed into my um, little kitchen of love. Um, so I've got a, a mini fridge and I've got a mini bench. Um, not, they're not that small. It's not like a little puppet show. Um, <laughs> but um, that's an idea. We'll do a kid's version of it. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's, um, yeah, that's my show. Yeah. 
I, I, tree. I, I've having seen earlier versions of the show. I know there's a mini kitchen and a mini bench, but yeah. a very large pot. Um, yeah, my pot's big and it's got um, interesting things inside. <laughs> All my, I've got, I've got cloches as well. You know, cloches, those old school silver pots, silver kind of. You know the, the classic chef carrying around the little thing. We need to be more specific. Yeah. We're not talking about a honey pot here. We're talking about a cheese pot or what kind no, of? No, it's pot? like a silver, <laughs> silverware kind of. No, it's a it's a covering for a plate, and it's stainless steel. It looks like a big nipple. <laughs> Like a, like a cake cover. Like yeah, a, like a yeah, silverware. but it's stainless steel. Yeah, yeah, and you can see yourself in it. And yeah, Katie, Katie, I'd love to hear a piece from your show because I know it's uh, very distinct from Fierce Gentle um, with the issues explored and the live music, but it's starting to sound, you're both bending the lines, let's just say. More. <laughs> More. More. Cheese, more gooey, chewy, creamy, bluey, more cheese. Cheese flavored salt slab, craft cheddar, all five, next to the moo cheese, sticky feet cheese. Two for six dollars? Four for twelve dollars? Try to do the maths on my hand. Um, get them all. Great and taste, great and taste, great and taste, great taste. Xiaomin parmesan, sprinkle a little bit more on my bolognese. Anyways, different ways, can't stop, won't stop. More cheese. Oh my goodness, how many eases cheese have? Too many. Wrap it up for another day, put it safely away in that special spot. Smile for cheese. Cheese! This is how you do it. Cheese popcorn at the movies! Two bits synchronised chews. And when you're nearly ready for that next lot, shove another one in your gob. Don't let the momentum stop. Don't let the flavour cease. It has to keep going. To love it. To love it. Every single piece of cheese is my friend. I eat all of you, but I want to feel the love down here. Ever since I was little and sat and ate my lunch alone on the toilet, I wanted to be out there with all the different cheeses, but I just sat there and ate my white bread sliced cheese sandwich and waited for the bell to ring. Wanted to seek, find more half each friends. Cheesy loner, sweep up all the best before cheese before it expires. Group them all together. Holy meat mouldy, soft meat hard. Loser loner, hide in the safe holes of cheese. Cheese never leaves. But it's okay. My house is a big fridge and a safe three degrees. Always wear a puffy jacket yellow so no one sees the stains. No room for guests. Chock a cheese a block as a matter of fact. More cheese. But one day I came home and I forgot to do my temperature check. 60 degrees. My house was melted. Ease swimming. Ease drowning. My, my, my fondue pool party for one. Relish in this mess, my gooey glory sliding, riding, blending in. I have become my cheese and my cheese has become me. 
chisel on my finger for life. This is my sanctuary. I will survive. More trees, more. More trees, I wasn't sure if um, every individual person was holding back laughter or tears. Oh, I had to look very forward and not look at her. I couldn't look at you, Katie. I was closing my eyes and just like, oh, my whole, my whole split is on indeed, yeah. Um, does anyone have a question for Katie about a show? Uh, I do. First, I have a yeah. statement. You just, I feel like that was just my heart screaming out loud. Um, but your characters, are they loosely based on people that you know like family members and does that assist in like the pattern on the cadence of your poetry yeah definitely like um if I mention bolognese if I go into my Hungarian grandma's kind of even though it's Italian European I just go into the accents and sometimes I just go into there's actually I talk about my um Hungarian grandma um, passing away and chicken and all that. So I do her character. Yeah. But then I'm doing other poems and she just comes out naturally, yeah. especially if it's like, um, well, we called her judge, jury and executioner. If I if I want to be authoritarian... <laughs> just doing the father-son holy. Um, yeah, if I wanted to be direct and that um, matriarchal comes out. Um, but then, yeah, some of my stuff's based on when I was a kid and playing around and... And then, um, yeah, I think yeah, that answers the yeah, question. Yeah, no, no, it Beautiful. Something yeah. tells me after that you might get a visit from Grandma tonight. <laughs> I, I always thought that when I was doing my special under the covers stuff that I thought she was watching me. Because oh. <laughs> like, my mum told me, like, they're watching you. <laughs> we know you love listening to 3CR. But we also know that many of you haven't downloaded the Community Radio Plus app yet. The app lets you tune in anywhere and share the station with your friends. So, show the love and share the love and search Community Radio Plus wherever you get your apps. You are tuned into 3CR Community Radio and the show Spoken Word with Waffle Iron Girl speaking to Fleecy Malay, Katie Lona, Farah Baini and Amanda Santuccioni, all of whom have shows in the upcoming Melbourne Fringe. This episode has a trigger warning on the topic of suicide. If you do find yourself needing support, we urge you to reach out. Some helpful numbers Beyond Blue, 1300 224636. Lifeline, 13 11 14. And the Suicide Callback Service, 1300 659 467. Now back to the show. So I think we all carry our grandmas in us um, for a bit of a switch in tone. Ala Melbourne Fringe, um, Farah Baini. Would you like to introduce the show? Uh, yes, I would absolutely love to. And acknowledging all our grandmas and all the special mothers, uh, you know, and fathers that we have in our lives and loved ones that uh, we've lost, whether through uh, passing or actually just lack, you know, 
change in connections and relationships. And um, for me, I've lost my grandma last year um, and lost my uncle, same family unit. So we lost half my dad's family. And then I'm in the process of, in a way, losing my other grandma to dementia at the moment. So uh, it's, it's really difficult when you lose loved ones like that. But I think with the show that we have, so it's called Daza. And it's an Arabic word for wake, uh, but the actual concept is shared. So we have different, um, you know, cultures that are represented, each one of them talking about their own morning rituals and the exile, the grief in exile that we sometimes feel when we're far away from our homeland. And that's something, what's wonderful about the show is that we've actually, as artists, come together and grieved together, which has helped us heal together as well. But also there's a lot of... Um, the, the beauty of the show is that expression of the, the, just the rich cultures we have in Australia, so many different cultures that we don't often get to see. So it's actually quite an intimate, vulnerable show that's welcoming you into a space that you might not usually see. Do you have a piece that you can share from the show? Yeah, I'll share mine, um, snippets of mine. Um, so it is a dedication to my teta, which is the word for grandma in Arabic colloquially. <laughs> بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين الرحمن الرحيم بدورة You left this world as you lived with a love so pure and unrestrained it could light the Pacific the words of God recited around you twist your mouth in unison to the final call of prayer. An involuntary recognition, a voluntary submission of a muscle that remembers its God when muscles forget their function. The countless nights of solitude dedicated to the freedom of an unencumbered faith. In the early hours when the moon has not yet surrendered, its claim. The moon which we nicknamed you after, Abadura. And now you are but a small coffin in a sea of chanting men, a wistful white sail that billows and blooms to the rhythmic push and pull of your maker. We bathe ourselves in the shore of your morning. Its familiar peaks and waves pattern our stories with a sorrow that nets its children in a world of without you. My muscles cannot absorb this pain into their memory just yet. My grief is too tender to carry or to hold. My grief is no longer mine to own. They rise to speak of you. A charcoal sketch of a religious woman, a dutiful wife, dedicated mother, patient, pious and pure. I rise to speak of you. Do not shed those tears, she lived to an old age. I rise to speak of you. Do not shed those tears, her suffering is her reward. 
I rise to speak of you. Do not shed those tears. Bilrida with the slim we accept and surrender to his will. I rise to speak of you. I rise to speak of you. My teta, my home, I rise to speak of you. In watercolours and broad strokes, caterpillar blue for the way your hands bruise their history before their time, bearing the brunt of a life scrubbed with dettol and scratched with steel wool, butterfly yellow for the mercy of your small miracles, you orchestrated a crescendo of touch, scent and sound from the marrow of your kitchen, lit by the dim glow of kerosene. The domes of puffed sleeves stitched from square cloths, raising fields of jasmines and poppies from the edges of cotton. A wooden spoon resting in the soft snow of your porridge. The golden flicker of Mexican telenovelas and sunflower seeds in the waning night, as the mulkat burns with the crackle of orange peel and clove. The childlike wonder of your bright sky-blue eyes a lifeboat to the lost dreams of Beirut that cling to the flat tyres holding down the tin roofs of its aluminium shacks. A footnote of ordinary in a country governed by men roosting over the rubble of their garbage. There's a funny way my culture describes migration. We call it ghurbi and we call others around us ghurba. We are not foreign. We are in foreign lands. And the dream was for a long time for us all to return to our country. To gather enough money to pack our suitcases and cross the Pacific. But that dream never came. The branches of our cedars now spread across the rootless sky. Our plots of family graves grow among the wattle. But Dura, Tatutati, how do I explain the language of my grief? To the little girl who still remembers the texture and taste of the zaytun in your lebni sandwich. But I suppose that's the migrant grief. To be able to sow the seeds and spread sturdy shoots and soft tendrils further than those we leave behind ever could. Hum zarao fa'akalna wa nahnu nazrao fa'yakulun. They planted so we ate. We plant so they eat. Mm. Thank you, Farah. Um, I think this is an ensemble act that you're part of. Would you tell us about the other people? Yes, yeah, so uh, phenomenal artists. I think most of us know them. So we've got Sharaf, uh, the Bani. Uh, we've also got Paminda and Mina will also be joining us for some of the shows. So really phenomenal artists, each one grieving uh, a particular loss. Um, so you have this profound capacity to hold tender spaces of mm. grief. And I, I've seen you do it before. I've seen Sharaf do it as well. And I wonder, um, would do you, is there an invitation to your audiences when coming to a show about such beautiful and and deep and hard and profound and and tender feelings is there an invitation for them to bring their own or to to do something in that space always love your questions fleecy and shout out to mother tongue as well so we did a, a bit of a promotion as well with mother tongue and that actually gave me the opportunity to provide that space uh, for intimate um, you know audience participation so we did invite 
a really creative way of getting people to talk. So when I did the Arise to Speak of Her, that opened up the space to allow others in the audience to actually say it and, and reflect back. In this show, we're kind of constrained a bit with the venue itself. So it's going to be a little bit different in terms of that direct um, experience. But I think the what what we would love is for people, and we do ask that. There's a, there's a bit of kind of at the end, I don't want to reveal too much, but, at the, but there is a bit of an um, open question for people to participate in the wake. So that that's the whole point. Is that it's as a, it's awake, everyone's welcome. So there are bits that Sharaf has inserted to that point to help that. Thank you. Um, this has already been a really rich experience, um, and I was um, thinking about the change in tone that we've experienced so far. But it really is with the um, four artists in here a, a rich a reflection of um, you know all of life and and all of the emotions which takes us to Amanda Santuccioni. Um, so my show is called 20 Minutes to Nine and it is autobiographical and it's about suicide and death and the friends that get you through it. So it is uh, sometimes heavy content but there's also a lot of laughter as well and it is storytelling that sort of falls in and out of spoken word and it has um I have a loop pedal and a guitar that I make live soundscapes with and an accordion makes an appearance as well um this isn't its first season it's done three it did Melbourne Adelaide Edinburgh Fringe and it's back to Melbourne now so um yeah it was nominated for best performance Melbourne 2017 so I thought I'd ride that but I feel like it's still so very relevant and it didn't feel finished to me so I thought I'd bring it back and share that story again because the connections I made with audiences internationally as well as nationally was just really overwhelming. It helped a lot of people I think so I thought I'd bring it back on home turf. A really interesting subject and story to tell. Do you have something to share from the show? Uh, I do. It's hard because a lot of it's contextual. Um because this thing happens. You end up hanging around people you wouldn't have otherwise. People you would never have met if your mate hadn't died. You get into relationships for all of the wrong reasons, but at the time they felt like all of the right because you need. You need to feel needed and you need. You need to feel alive. And when I'm saying you here, of course I mean I. Because this is how I cope. This is how I survive. And somehow I get through it and I'm standing on the other side. So how does he and I even start saying goodbye? And so he's mean, he pushes and he hates and I retaliate because I still don't know my worth. I still don't know I'll be fine without him by my side, but I am. Or at least I will be. And then one day in storms Albie. He grabs me by the hand, he drags me out through the trash and the cans, he throws me out in the sun where I can stand, take a step back, a breath and see that this is done. It's done. And Amanda, it is time for you to move on and start living your own life. And over the next six years, Albie becomes my constant. He's the reason I get up in the morning and the reason I come home. Wow. Beautiful. Thank you. Short. Does anyone have a question about Amanda's show? Amanda, that is so much richness of life and also grief that you've shared but in such a um 
as an artist, what, you know, you, you kind of have to hold some space for yourself in that. So I think I just want to ask a question. It's probably just given the audience as well as how do you look care for yourself as an artist when you're talking about these things that obviously are very personal as well? Great question. I've actually been asked that a couple of times recently. So my main thing is, um, and also it, it is quite funny in places. I don't know if I've mentioned that. It's not all sad. Um, I, these are stories that are, they've got time between them. Um, so I've worked through them. So I'm in a good place with all of the people and the, um, and the situations. Uh, I was in the process of changing little bits for this round and I was going to, you know, include my auntie Angie who recently passed away and I realised pretty quickly it's too soon. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing I want is for, there's a duty of care to the audience and I want you to feel safe in that space and if I look like I'm doing a psychology session on stage and I'm too vulnerable, I think um, it creates an unsafe space for the audience as well. So, yeah, I just, I'm very on top of my mental health. I have a psychologist, she's amazing. Um, and I, I do, I just sort of just keep checking in with myself, making sure I'm okay. And because I've done the show so many times, you kind of get to a point where um, you are feeling it, but you don't allow yourself to really sort of feel everything like that raw mm-hmm. um, as you did the first time. So I think the last show I usually let myself sit in people's lounge rooms in, as I'm telling the story or... You know, I see my cousin's face in front of me, but I usually leave that to the last show mm. to honour them. But, yeah, no, great question. I think looking after yourself, especially when you're doing a big run, is really important. Yeah. yeah. Thank you, Amanda. Um, I'd love to hear um, another piece from your show if you have one to share. Yeah, I'm going to do one not about death. <laughs> um, it's actually to do with uh, I've shaved my head a few times in my life and uh, I always call it turning off and turning on the computer. It's like a reset Mm. of uh, who I am. And uh, I did raise money um, for cancer the second time I did it, um, as well as the first. And because if people want to put money towards a good cause, why not? And my mum and sister came up with a thing that they were going to do a fundraiser that I didn't shave my head. And uh, it made me laugh. But funnily enough, it's the women in my life that struggled with me shaving my head and my aunties who could be quite traditional would be like oh Amanda why would you do that why would you shave your long beautiful hair it was so ladylike it was just so feminine wasn't she feminine I don't feel that though I don't feel that way. I feel my most feminine when I'm not hiding behind my long hair, pretty dress or a pair of high heels. I feel my most feminine when I'm not holding a man's hand or holding my heart or my tongue. I feel my most feminine when I'm picking myself up off the floor and I'm speaking my mind and laughing out loud. When I'm running, when I'm falling, when I'm coming, when I'm hiding, when I'm crying, when I'm fearless, when I'm lost and when I am firm, I am strong. I'm not lonely when I'm alone. I'm alive, I am proud, I am here, I am you, I'm a human and yeah, I was born a woman but I feel my most feminine when I'm being true to me, not to you. That was wonderful. Thank you, Amanda. I love how that takes us full circle back to femininity and looking at gender Mm. 
and moistness. Yes, <laughs> definitely. Got it in. So full circle, um, I'm going to whip around um, and get Fleecy to start with telling us where and when we can get to the show. Absolutely. My show is called Fierce Gentle by Fleecy Malay and the Blurred Lines and it's going to be at the Ivanhoe Library and Cultural Hub. They've got this beautiful theatrette space there that Banyol has uh, let me use. And it's going to be on the 4th and the 5th and the 18th, 19th and 21st of October. So you've got lots of opportunities to come along and check it out. Thank you, Fleecy. Katie? My show's called The Hungry Poet and it's playing at Jimmy Watson's uh, Restaurante. Um, it is um, a pop-up venue by Motley Bauhaus and it's on uh, 10th to the 14th of October at 8.30pm. Farah? So our show is called Aza. Uh, it's going to be at the Old Council Chambers Fringe Hub between the 18th and the 22nd of October with Auslan interpreted performance on the 20th. Uh, and it's written and performed by Sharaf, myself, Farah, Paminda and Tabani, as well as Mina. And Amanda? Uh, I'm performing at the amazing Queen Victoria Women's Centre. Absolutely one of the best venues I've ever worked with. From the 3rd to the 7th. 6pm and then from the 10th to the 14th 7.30pm so yeah I'm over the the two weeks. I think Melbourne is really lucky to have the spoken word community in it that it has like I've been Mm -hmm. to cities all over the world and this city is is special in that and there's not many spoken word shows in the fringe so come support us help there be more representation for spoken word in the fringe by turning up and seeing the shows because it helps more artists in the future know that they'll be able to do it too when they see others like be able to see others succeed so come and see all of the all the all the spoken word shows. Thank you for that wrap up, Fleecy. So well said. It is such a wonderful community. And as you can hear, it's um, such a great microcosm of life and emotion and philosophies and storytelling. Um, Come and see all of these shows. I certainly will be. Um, And also you can go to Melbourne Fringe, uh, the Melbourne Fringe website and look for the term spoken word for other spoken word shows. Thank you, everyone. Thanks so much for having us. Thank you. you. Thanks, Brendan Ayres. You have been listening to The Spoken Word Show on 3CR Community Radio. We spoke today to Fleecy Malay, Katie Lona, Farah Baini and Amanda Santicioni on their shows in the upcoming Melbourne Fringe. Please look out for it and support the spoken word artists at the Fringe. As always, a podcast of today's show is available from www.3cr.org.au slash spoken dash word please tune in every thursday on 855 am at nine in the morning and do support 3cr by becoming a subscriber to the station help keep grassroots radio on the air my name is waffle iron girl thank you mm-hmm.